This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast where if Evan Stone is playing Fabio in a porn, you can absolutely believe it's not butter. I'm your co-host, Alice Fong. <laughs> and with me, I have my amazingly gorgeous co-host, Yvette Dontremont. Yvette, how you doing, honey? You know, oh, I, I'm, I'm doing I'm, fine. I, 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 I'm, I'm so excited because today we have Evan Stone to interrupt me answering your questions. And this is like so huge for us. And I'm not just talking about his dick. I'm talking about his talent, which is also his dick. It's, <laughs> the, we, uh, the mute Evan, you not can't working. Change- the mute <laughs> not working. Can, we've already told you you can interrupt us whenever, but man, so as our viewing audience out there knows, we met Evan at the AVNs and we had a fucking blast hanging out with him. He was as sweet as he is hung and we are just <laughs> delighted to have him here after he's made us laugh and come so hard in so many of his porns. And I had to jerk off before this episode just to prepare. So Evan, fucking stone. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Uh, Evan, how how the fuck are you doing, baby cakes? I am awesome. I am <laughs> locked down with Xbox. I'm having a great time. I'm getting nice. so much work down at the house. I'm getting some game time in that it's going to come back when the zombies do it, it, it actually come out of the ground. You're battling the zombies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> battling them digitally. Oh, yeah. I, what are you playing right now on your Xbox? What am I playing? Medal of Honor? Nice. I'm playing through it. I don't know why right now I'm playing an old game on my Switch. No, old-ish. I'm replaying Hollow Knight. I figure I'm going to go back and just... It's the cutest game! Oh, wait, You're, wait, wait, no. I'm, I'm playing Call of Duty. Call of Duty, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm playing Hollow Knight. It's, it's an adorable little bug that's going around and just beating the crap out of other bugs, but it's the hardest fucking thing I've ever played. Are they zombie like, bugs? You know what? Technically, some of them are kind of undead bugs, so I'll go with zombie bugs. I can accept zombie bugs for an answer, but yeah, it is absurdly hard for... A bunch of bugs hitting other bugs with a nail. But yeah, pick up Hollow Knight. You'll have a black. It's a. It's so pretty and the music is so relaxing. But then you have this thing called the Hornet. Tra- it, there is a literal murder hornet in it. Sorry, we said no current events. But that's the closest we'll get to current events. Moving on. So I mean, Evan, when we first started watching uh, your porn, I think it was Ghostbusters. Oh, my God. Where we realized we were dealing with an actual thespian when we were watching the behind the scenes stuff <laughs> where you were telling the director. You're like, no, we have to be filming when we pour the spooge on me or else we won't get the spooge dripping down. I'm like, this man is an artist. <laughs> it was that moment we realized, wait, we need to watch more of Evan's <laughs> This man is not just an actor. Uh, he, he cares about the final product. He's uh, Axel Braun wasn't too happy about that. What? Yeah, Why? he doesn't like to be corrected. You know, <laughs> it's, and I say this as a scientist, being corrected, learning something new is good for your day. Right. Number one, it made the scene because there you are with, did we call it slime? Or did yeah, it was we, slime. I think they call it slime. Yeah, because yeah. it was because it was slime or just, you know, with slime. That was beautifully done. We were in Team Evan Stone from that moment on. You had us. I thought about that scene all day and they said what they were going to do. And I went over and I told the director of photography and the director that they, they needed to do it that way for that very reason. But they just forgot because everybody's having a good time. I mean, you know, you're directing, you're doing your vision. It's fun. You know, you know, sometimes you forget a little detail like that would, was like the whole scene, the whole scene. I mean, they could not, yeah. for people that don't know what's going on, they had to pour the slime on me, right? But they were going to pour yep. the slime on me. Then they were going to stop and take pictures. We only had one thing of slime. No, we had more slime, but we didn't have all day. To shoot this yeah, thing. they would have had to have taken it off of you, redone yeah, it, like completely for every done, shot. redone me, right? Dried me all off and back. Like it would have been a reset, at least an hour. And oh, then geez. you know, exactly. then they were like, 
So I really didn't think the thing first, but yeah, it worked out. It really worked out. So, I mean, you've done so many, aside from parodies, just films in general, you've done hundreds of films. We had a ton of fun watching Space Nuts. That one was a good time. <sighs> brilliant. Jonathan Morgan was brilliant. Right? As an android? I saw the script. I was like, yeah, whatever. And, you know, I, I've been working with all the top people when I got in. I've worked with all the top people. So I just figured they were the regular people. I didn't realize that the people that he put in there were all the top people of porn at that time. When we watched that one, we hadn't seen uh, anything with Stormy Daniels in it yet. And we watched that. We were like, wow, we'd watch her with her clothes on, but we're really glad she got naked. Like, <laughs> it was it was just a delightful uh, uh, movie. So, again, like for a viewing audience that's new that hasn't checked it out, check out that episode and go check out that porn. It's got Evan and Stormy. And it's a, it's it's hilarious. It's such a well done one. All the porn stars are nerds. And everybody was dressed up in character and everybody stayed in character. I mean, all day, all through lunch. They just like. Oh, yeah. And you can see you and Stormy not just saying your lines, but reacting off of each other. And I loved that. It's it was now, the chemistry was so good. That said, my personal favorite is when you played every other fucking part in Pee Wee's Big oh uh, <sighs> Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Yes, Big Triple X Adventure. How did that happen? And it, did you just say, you know what? We can't find any other actor that's good enough. I'll just I'll do it. I'll do it all. Like. I'm here. I got I got a dick and I got vo vocal cords. I'll do it all. I know I don't have to do blackface, but I'm willing. <laughs> so, the, so the director, you know, he's waiting for all the extras to show up. They're already two hours late. And I go, you know what? I'll go ahead and play this character. I'll play the lady in the truck, you know? Uh, oh was it Mad, Mad Mod or what the heck was it? Yeah. The ghost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he's like, all right, you know what? Why don't you just go ahead and play every character in this movie and I'll send them all home. And I was oh like, my God. okay. And inside I'm going, because <laughs> I was already supposed to be there all day because my commercial scene, my sex scene wasn't towards, scheduled toward the end of the day. They usually wrap it up with a sex scene during the day because you got to get all your dialogue done or you don't have a storyline, right? And the sex, if it runs over into the night, doesn't matter because you're already locked down in your location. Right? You don't have to worry about light being an issue during the day or, or sound or lawnmower or something like that, you know, because it's towards the end of the night. So I was there all day anyway. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. Inside, I'm going, yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> and it, it added something just delightful to this already zany and one of our definitely favorite porns that we've watched on this. I mean, it was between, because Tommy uh, Pistol is, of oh, course, one of our other favorite. I, it's, he's one of our favorite fuckers who acts or actors who fucks. Yeah, yeah. We're not sure what, but it's like you two are kind of in that your own little category of people who are really funny and, of course, really great with your dick. So we just, we appreciate you for that. <laughs> no, quick question, Evan. Aside from you and Tommy, is there anyone else who is funny who has a dick? because I haven't noticed it at nope. least. No, just the two. <laughs> right? We feel like like this level is not achieved all that often because like you have that comic timing, that ability to, like I said, not just read a script, but like react off of the people around you. And it's it's a rare talent. Well, uh, you're like, yes, I know me. I'm wonderful. I, when I, I draw from my life experience, like everything I've done, I've done freaking everything, right? To the max. And, to, and I draw from Did that. Did you do theater? But yeah, I was uh, doing college musicals when I was still in high school. Nice. So, yeah, the, I mean, so the teacher got sick, so we had a college professor come over, and we were reading Diary of Anne Frank, and no one wanted to read Anne Frank. We were doing the play, right? And I said, I'll read Frank, right? The teacher was like, wow, you're a crazy, amazing actor. Have you ever thought about, like, auditioning for, like, a college play? You know, and I'm in 10th grade. So I asked my folks, and it was, uh, it was Man of La Mancha, and it was me playing Sancho. So I went out, auditioned, wow. sang, because I'd already been in band. I knew music. I could read music. It's, it's all real easy. And singing was pretty easy, especially Sancho. It's all, your, it's all in your head. I'm Sancho. So I got the part, and there's a rape scene. 
Aldonza gets raped in this in this uh, this theater production, and so they were like concerned about this. And I told my parents, like, and they were like, "No, we told them about life and everything." And God, it's guys, kids in tenth grade. I mean, come on. They're like, "Okay." <laughs> so what they did for the rape wow. scene, instead of having a bunch of guys just kind of cover her up like on the stage and just kind of move around in a circle, they had her on a table and they had the other guy and they picked him up and they just passed him over the top, like, "Ha ha 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 ha," and that that was you know for my benefit. But then after that production was over i played a pontius pilot he just played superstar and so i was hanging out with the crew they showed me stage direction lighting how you know to stand for the audience and walk out and so when i was doing porn it was easy for it's natural i felt the camera going on i just opened up i understood it's not about me it's about me presenting the girl for the camera that's just the sex stuff now as far as the acting i was fucking losing my mind with all the acting stuff i was doing i was like oh my god i would go out and buy costumes and spend all the money i'd be making on this costume and they would have another costume. We put the two costumes together, and when it was done, I would just be fucking just like blown away in my fucking costume. See, I assumed with that story you were going to begin with. So I was reading Anne Frank, and then they asked me to play Anne Frank, <laughs> and then we did the porn. I was waiting for you to be like, and now I'm planning out the three part porn parody of the diary of Anne Frank. Like, I was waiting for this to get dark. <laughs> Axel Braun! Do it! Look, I'm just saying, it's the apocalypse. As the Jew on this call, I say go for it. Just just lean right the fuck on in. Porn hasn't gone far enough. The diary of Anne Frank played by Evan Stone. As what, the grandfather or a Nazi? No, the 13-year-old girl. Oh, awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you stretch yourself, literally. Yes. I just, I want to see how far you can take this. Four and a half hours of me in a corner writing in a book. (laughs) Then there's a knock on the door. You hear people come in, the lights go out, movie's over. Hashtag sad masturbation. Right? Oh, wait, there's cats that won't go by an alley and the neighbors come over, want to come in, but that's it. We could turn that into a porn scene. Oh, yeah, can figure right? it out. Someone will master. Someone is already masturbating to the thought of that porn existing. <laughs> you just, it's the internet. Leroy Myers. Da, 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 Nazi fuckers. <laughs> It's a good beat. Out of all of them, what is your favorite? Or, you know, if you don't have one favorite, what are your favorites that you've done so far? Space Nuts was amazing because everybody had great chemistry and everybody's dialogue. I mean, we were shooting in this spaceship inside this huge warehouse. And we were getting it in like one take or two takes. And we'd do like wow. one take and we would get one for safety. No, they do a rehearsal and stuff like that because we were shooting at that time. We were shooting DigiBeta. And uh, we had full primes. And so we had, you know, big lenses and stuff that had to be swapped out. People had to do actually the walkthrough on your marks. Otherwise, we were not going to get to be able to full critical focus for it. So we had like two or three rehearsals. But then boom, boom, boom. We would just nail it. We were out early every night. Wow. Jonathan Morgan never had a production like that again. But that was just amazing. The secret is just bang the same people every single time and just keep doing Space Nuts sequels. Look, they have Ream My Ass numbers one through 47. Why not Space Nuts sequels? They did it with Star Wars. Then uh, uh, Digital Playground took us to Bora Bora and had us, we were down there for like two weeks living on the island. Uh, I had to go in there and clear the tarantulas out. They had big claws. They would run across the tile. Click, 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 click. They actually had to sleep in a net. Ah, Yeah, the, yeah. the girls were very, very strong and didn't start losing it till like, day seven or eight yeah I, tarantulas i'd lose it on day i just got here <laughs> i'll deal with a lot of freaky shit but tarantulas is a hard nine yet no no i had to take turns sleeping with each girl so they could sleep throughout the night just sleeping it's i lay in the hammock with them while they're able to sleep in the morning i would brush off the tarantulas and i go to the oh other girl's God. tent and i brush the tarantulas and run them out of the room you're the hero america needs <laughs> 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 
but uh, we did we took a very small crew and everybody was you know the crew that we brought they're busy hauling gear and cameras and stuff like that so everybody helped out when they could so i'm literally standing out there butt naked holding the reflector while they're getting pictures of the girls on the and on the island and stuff like that and i was just thinking i was like how did i get here i mean was i a pope in a previous life i mean not a child raping pope but like a real pope. <laughs> so all the popes yeah right well i mean maybe the first one i don't know the first one that didn't rape. Peter denied God, so I'm just saying, like that's <sighs> that that was the first pope. Uh, is that what Paul told you? <laughs> that's in the fucking Bible. Wow. I'm half Jewish, but I grew up Catholic. I know my my catechism cold. So that said, how did we get here? So how did you even get into porn? Somewhere there was a transition from Jesus Christ superstar to oh Jesus Christ. I that somewhere that happened. So played football in high school. We were all state. So went to college at Western Michigan University. Didn't get a chance to play football. Just blew my knee out. So uh, I was an ROTC. I was all set to join the service. I was very excited. Going to be a second lieutenant and a doctor. And then the ROTC said, ah, we don't want you because you got a bad knee. And then the Army said, we don't want you, you know, because you're not an ROTC. And so I was like, okay, so, you know, go back to Texas and then do every kind of job you can imagine. I managed a Circle K store, had my own garage. I mean, you know, of course, growing up on the farm, you know, I was always shoveling horse manure and stuff like that for making money. Been so it's like, yeah, right. So, you know, whatever I could do to make a living. And then uh, I had a girlfriend moved to Austin. She took my money in my car and left. And I was managing a Circle K store playing Frisbee golf. And uh, I uh, discovered marijuana at that, at that point. I didn't do any drugs all through high school. And that's a college. My first drug was like acid. Didn't, I didn't do anything for a long time after that. So uh, I she can said, see come why after your first drug is acid. Right. She said, come on back. Come on back to Dallas and uh, audition for this male strip club. They got here called the bear. And I was like, all right. So I go up and I show up and I audition. I didn't, I didn't win the contest, but the guy comes up, manager says, Hey man, pretty good dancer. Want to work on our slow night, Tuesday, Wednesday, you pick a night. And I said, all right. So I started working the slow night and then I started getting a following. Then I started working the weekends and then took me on the road. They would go to different cities. They would book like a club or whatever like that. And they would put the ladies in there. They had bachelorette parties, stuff like that. Well, I eventually took over the show and then I expanded it. And then I would just like, sometimes when I was ever by the club, I would dance at the club. But uh, we were going to Oklahoma and uh, New Orleans and Florida. We would go to country and Western bars on their slow light, Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever it was. Ladies only from six o'clock until midnight, right? Uh, men from Texas and the headliners of Texas. And we would go out there and we'd dance and, uh, the place would Not be a packed, dry seat right? in the house. Yeah, the place was packed. And then the guys get to go in after midnight. So there's a line of guys out the door, right? Ready to go in. So the club made a shitload of money. We made a shitload of money. And one of the guys got too fat to dance. <laughs> and the other guys were like, ah, oh, we need we need to get rid of him. I got, God, it's bad karma because we all started this together. You know, I've been through a lot of people in and out of the tour because they fall in love with the titty dancer. I got to replace them. They get in trouble with mm. the law. I got to replace them, get people out of it. But we were mostly just driving around. I had to fly people in and out. Well, uh, how it would work, I'd give you the microphone and you'd talk up the next dancer and you would give the microphone to the next person. There's no motivation for us to talk to girls to give you more money than myself, right? So I made him the MC. I kept, uh, you know, I gave him oh, my pay because I was making money really in the club. Nice. And uh, we made more money because it, it made sense, right? And then he quit and then we got a drag queen and she fucking just like brought the house down. We were making nice. shitloads of money. And so we're all nice. just traveling around, six strippers and a drag queen, <laughs> doing all these shows and just making it rather fun. But it was really kind of getting tiring because 
I have to get all the strippers out of that club before the rednecks get in there because we're all rednecks from Texas because they're always <laughs> fighting. And my, my you're just rednecks are high in on, a thong. Yeah, my, my yeah my my strippers are high on drugs and uh, steroids and ready to fight. And so, literally every <laughs> night, I'm paying for damage in the club, paying for damage in the hotel. I just wish there was like a camcorder like on your shoulder for like oh one God. one week of this. Man, this why is this not a documentary? Uh, this would have so, been the best reality show. I would have watched the Evan Stone wandering across the country. Shaking his dick at Redneck Bar's show. This is a show I we should. Why didn't we have reality TV then? We get there early. We go to every titty bar. We tip all the girls. They would all come to our club. Magic Mike was PG compared to this. So by the time I got out of the club, they'd all back to the hotel and already fucked all the titty dancers. So I got there, all the girls were already drunk and fucked. I was like, well, whatever. So I just fucked all the dirty girls. So I mean, it was pretty much conditioning. <laughs> so I already knew camera direction and I knew how dirty I could be. So, so you just added your this plus your theater experience and you're like, bang, here nope, I am. Don't still know. Oh, oh there's because more. Because you're looking at magazines, you look at this guy and he's like, who do I have to, I mean, not kill, but I mean, to be this guy, to have sex with this beautiful girl, right? Strangle the guy slowly. I'm sorry. I just want to be a porn star. But, <laughs> but it's still out of thing. But all of a sudden I got a phone call from KC. That was the guy's name. He says, hey, man, I'm back to uh, DJing in the titty bar and they're coming down here from California to Texas to do a porno and they're doing it here in the club. They asked me if I want to do it. I said, yes. I asked my girlfriend. She said, no way. So I'm calling you up because you could have dicked me when you didn't. Uh, do you want to be a porn star? And I go, call me back when you're sober. He goes, no, seriously, go get a test and show up. So I've got a, that's what the hell I got the move. Got a test, showed up. Director comes over and says, dude, I don't know you. You say you can fuck, but I just use tested steel. The reason is because if you get in there and lose wood halfway through the scene, I got to put that girl back in makeup. I got to strike that set. I got to build another set. I got to put that girl back in makeup and I got to come back and shoot this scene. Right. And then my crew is yeah. working even harder. So it's like, I doubt that I'll use you. Go sit in the corner, maybe a hand job, a blow job, maybe nothing. I was like, okay. So I'm sitting in the corner watching these porn stars come in, but no dudes. Finally he comes over and says, and says, Hey, only one dude showed up, supposed to be three dudes from California. I need to fuck Anima, Sydney Steele, top girls in the porn. And I never really followed porn to know who they were. And he says, But I'll pay you more. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, darn, twist, twist so, my dick. I'm out there and I usually I'm fucking uh, titty dancers and you know, they're they're all right, but these girls, they were licking your ass. You didn't even have to ask them. They're like, ah, they're sucking ah, spitting on a tan. It was like, it was just wonderful sex and how it worked back then, which is kind of still how it works now. These girls, the contract girls, they have a list of guys they'd like to work with. You get a list of like 10 guys. When I started, there's only like 20 guys. And instantly I was on the top of the girls list and they said, come out to California, you can do this. So I pretty much just like left the show. I go, there you go. It's all yours. I have my studio and all my band gear. I just left it there. went back two and a half years later from Texas and picked it all up. Oh my God. Just kept paying for it and just came out to California. Stayed at Motel 7 on Sepulveda because they took dogs. I had my dog with me. Stayed there for two weeks, got an apartment, stayed there for three weeks, bought my lease out, got a house. California, 22 years later. Then I moved to Vegas. Porn star. Amazing. Oh, and then I did Pirates. <laughs> yes. Yes. By the way, we have, I'll be honest, we're totally here for the spoilers. We have yet to see Pirates. I'm so yeah. sorry. You know what? Maybe let that is the next one that you and I should sit down and watch, just you and me. Well, I guess we're done here. Thanks for, thanks for coming out. This interview is over. No! <laughs> Well, you know, you can steal it. It's been pirated. We're we will pay for it, <laughs> sir. As a rule, we pay for all of our porn because it's a tax write-off. 
There was only one porn we didn't pay for, and it's when I reviewed it with our uh, guest co-host, Natalia, which was, it was a puppet porn, and I couldn't find it anywhere else except pirated. It was, let my puppets come. You know, if you have puppets, you should let them come, as a rule. Unknown and somewhere out there, I had made, with the help of the makeup department, puppets of every character in Pirates. And I did a puppet show on the deck of the ship with myself fighting with swords and talking with all the characters. And I gave all the footage because I, you know, because it's not my footage. I'm signed contract that anything shot there belongs to the company. And I gave it to to Ali June. I showed everybody in the the coffee room and everybody would just bust it up later. They gave it all to him and it just disappeared. Who whose dick whose dick do I have to whose balls oh do I God. have to put what what do I have to put so, in my mouth to see this? So I'll, funny. I'll put a lot of things They're down all, this throat to see these things. I'm just saying sock puppets. I'm sure I still got my Captain Edward Reynolds somewhere. Pocket popping. But makeup, they, they I made sock pockets and the makeup says, We'll help you. They took him, put wigs on them, hats. I mean, they checked them out. Oh my God. Just if if there are pictures, I gotta see this. It's gotta be somewhere. Oh, my God. They spend a million dollars on pirates, supposedly. So what can you tell us that we didn't, that we're not going to see in the film? Aside from sock puppets. On Pirates 1 or Pirates 2? 1. All right, Pirates Let's start with the first one. But we could talk about the second. What was left out? Sure. It's all right. Jesse James, so hot, right? And we have the sexual energy that we just want to have, you know, happen, right? But June takes that and he puts it in all his movies and we never have sex in his movies. Right. So it's like, so it's just the acting is where all that energy goes into. Yeah, yeah. So when you don't see her and you don't see me in the same thing, and you see everybody else on the set, it means we're banging in the back. <laughs> I love these little moments. Ah, uh, she's fucking hot. Now, nice. speaking of fucking hot, I actually prior to recording this, I was talking to a friend that we were going to record with you, and he was telling me. Alice, you need to talk to him about when he broke the bed with Brianna Banks. Wait, what? Tell, tell everything. We want, we want, we want the dirty. We want to know how much fun that was because okay. you break a bed. So Brianna and I are banging, and we're just we're just banging. This big, huge canopy bed, and it's upstairs. And we're in this really nice house, and all the furniture is antique, right? It's a canopy bed, nice antique canopy bed. The camera guys on the far side of this, with the station the director with a viewing station and all this other stuff, camera guys over here, got two cameras shooting, microphone coming over the thing, and boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden, we start to hear the bed start to creak, like it's coming apart, right? And Brianna's is like, she looks back to see if the director is going to do anything. And he's just like, right? Because it's, you know, it's passionate sex. We're just nailing it, right? And I'm, I'm kind of, I'm underneath her, right? I can't, there's nothing I can do, right? So, you know, I just, besides, like, pick her up higher. So I'm like, ah, ah, ah. And it's like, and the bed starts, rake, 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 right? It starts making more noise. And all of a sudden, from downstairs, and the stair comes up to this master bedroom, and then there's a door on the other side, which leads to a hallway, which leads to another bedroom and another bedroom. And so the owner, I hear the owner come up the stairs. Hey, what's going on? I see the director hit the PA. PA gets up, runs down the stairs. Hey, you can't come upstairs. I'm being real quiet. You can't come upstairs. The actors get really weird about people watching and having sex like that. Yeah, but I thought I heard something. All of a sudden, bam, flash, boom. I look over the director just like, right? And then boom, the bed disintegrates. <laughs> comes underneath us, right? <laughs> the, the, the thing comes out. The backboard comes off. The bed falls off the side, rolls over the side. But we, we just oh keep fucking, right? We just keep going. <laughs> We're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, the director, the, I can hear the owner the hell's going on? Are you guys breaking my stuff up there? And he is like, you guys can't come upstairs. I'm sorry, sir. 
whatever's going on, we'll take care of it for you, blah, blah, blah. So they kept him downstairs. It ended up costing uh, Vivid $8,000 because it was an antique bed. It wasn't put together with like Holy metal. Shit. It's wooden dowels. That's how old this bed was. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Man. If people realized how much porn was shot in like a rented room somewhere in the valley. This was a nice house. This was right after the uh, the collapse of the real estate market. Whereas before oh. we were shooting in, you know, three, four million dollar houses because people, the $10 million houses that rented it to... Uh, Mainstream wouldn't rent to porn. Well, then all of a sudden, they were renting to porn. <laughs> <laughs> I picture that happening again very soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, I want so, to show you guys. It's like, see my balls. There you go. For people that are not on our Patreon that are listening to this, Evan has balls hanging from his roof. Would you like to tell us the story of those giant balls that you were that you were air tickling right now? Yes, the story I told you before about uh, how I got into porn was just made up. In order to get into porn, you have oh, yes. to cut the balls off a giant. Those are giant balls. And you have to bring them. Those are the balls I cut off the giant. Nowadays, you have to cut off Dred's balls. Yes. Which is why there have been no new te- male talent in porn. That's exactly right. There will be no new talents until he retires. A lot of unique giants out there. And that's why you don't see any giants out there. It's because they're embarrassed that they're eunuchs. That's why there's no more giants out there. That's why there's no Bigfoots. They're very embarrassed. That's why you're the doctor. <laughs> Just, I'm, I am just a scientist, sir. I will not take any insults by calling me a doctor. I'm not, that, would, that, would, that would be calling me responsible for I'm things. not an officer. I work for a living. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Jesus. So what is your favorite character that you've ever played? And I mean, you've been in porn for 20, 30 years. Yeah, you asked me that. So, I mean, uh, Shatner. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. There was, and I went off on a different tangent. I never came back to it. Chatner, uh, Axel Braun, again, he comes out, you know, his father was famous director in Europe, right? And won a magnificent case for free speech for around the world. And he came out to America and he was like, wanted to do like a parody. We were all doing parodies at the time. Want to do parody of Star Trek. He wanted me to play Shatner. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do uh, parody of Star Trek because I grew up on Star Trek. Where Spock is called cock, you know, get somebody else to do that one. Well, now you know, I want to like- hear your best Shatner impression. So. <laughs> like, well, if she- I don't get a Shatner impression of this, I'll be very sad. Well, it's like this. You see, the part was given to me by Axel. And <laughs> I said to Axel, I said, Axel, you can't do it unless it's done right and he says uh he says well i'm not, I'm not gonna do it then. i'm gonna do straight up track and it's gonna have sex in it and i go okay all right that's fine now what about cinematography because you know it was shot in 60 style television right which is like a three shot and then a division of the two shot and then a master shot you know and he goes oh really and he pulls out a storyboard and lays it out that he'd hand drawn and i was like Okay, I'm going to do this. And I, he goes, uh, you have to wear a wig or something like that. I go, and bro, we're shooting HD. We just started shooting HD and it really started looking good. And it's going to look stupid with me a wig on in, in the thing. And I was like, I was going to about to tell him I was going to cut my hair. So then I'll pay you to cut your hair. And I go, okay. He goes, how much? I go, <laughs> I go, 10 grand. He goes, no problem. And I was like, why did I say 10? Why did I say 10? <laughs> I mean, we all we always kick ourselves afterwards. When someone says yes to the number right away, it's like, damn it, it's too easy. They would have given me more. Which is why I always ask them, what is it worth to you? Then ask for 50% more and see how much you can haggle. Exactly. That was 10 grand, the haircut and, and the movie. But the movie, we shot oh, the movie wow. in two days. And the art department for Hustler was just amazing. I mean, the, the, it looked just like the, the Starship Bridge. And... Uh, Working lights and everything. And that chair was just, oh, wow. just amazing. The director took the chair. 
you were Kirk in this or the? I was Kirk. Yeah, yeah, I was Kirk. You know what? That is canon because uh, William Shatner definitely wears a wig. Always goddamn did. So I say they were just, if you had wigged it, canon. But here's what right after that, I started doing a bunch of parts I was never able to do before. I had even more work. I had to turn, I had to turn down work because I was playing like the cop. I was playing the attorney, all the parts I couldn't play with the long hair before because suspension of disbelief or whatever. And so I was just like a whole different career. But then things slowed down when I got my hair in between the thing. They were like, I don't know how to cast you. Angry father. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of weird stepdad things, right? I'm sure. Or the creepy neighbor. Look, I mean, right now, you could pretty much play anyone in Brooklyn. <laughs> Basically, it's the only time we will mention coronavirus. When coronavirus porn starts and people are, are just like, yeah, I just got out of <laughs> lockdown. You have the haircut for it. That is the mustache of Brooklyn. I thought the haircut, you know, I thought it was a mullet coming back where you cut the front but leave the back growing. Oh, uh, that was a smoking accident. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to leave it at that. You know... I respect that. It's also a tough affair. <laughs> ah. So, Evan, what is, because you've had a long career, what are some of the biggest changes that you've seen as a male porn star? Oh, when I started shooting, we were shooting half on film and half on beta cam, right? Oh, so, man, I mean, beta. Jesus. Yeah. And, the, yeah, and then, the, you know, the film thing was a 12 minute load, literally. Hey, So, I mean, you had 12 minutes. You were shooting sex. Uh, you had 12 minutes, and then you had to come back at the same energy level, the same spot you were 20 minutes after that 12-minute load ran off because they had to take the load. They had to take the film back out of it, put the other film back oh in it, bring it, clean the camera. So you were down for 20 minutes, right? Young gentlemen out there who think you can porn star, imagine just having <laughs> to, like, never mind stay hard for a long time. Imagine just, ha like, sitting there and be like, hold it. Hold it. We got to change the, got while everyone on set is, my God, that's crazy. Yeah. Do you just have an industrial cock? <laughs> At the award show, it's funny to hear. I'm like, yeah, I was outside in the snowy and it was moist. It was so difficult to shoot this. <laughs> oh, these children have it so easy. <laughs> in my day. <laughs> now, Ron Jeremy, he had to sit, he had to sit still for like three days while I chiseled it in the wall. I mean, <laughs> And he demands that level of authenticity for the old board. <laughs> oh, my gosh. By the way, speaking of which, do you have any fun run Jeremy stories? We will take them all. Oh, God. And not only the ones of him stealing your food. Oh, no. There's what? That, that's just, just not, not just normal. Exactly. So, all right. So we're in New Zealand together, Ron Jeremy and myself. And uh, we finished the convention and we're on our way to the bar to get some food because Ron doesn't drink. And so uh, we walked through the door, front doors, and uh, the place is busy. It's got some industry people in there. I mean, industry people, not porn stars, but the people that were at the convention yeah. that had like booths and stuff. And uh, two hot girls, they turn around and I see them like whispering and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, well, they must have seen me and recognized <laughs> me. Right. And so the, hot, the hottest one of the two, she gets up and she starts walking over. And I'm like, and she walks right over <laughs> past me to Ron Jeremy. And she goes, are you Ron Jeremy? And he goes, yes, I am. And he goes, you want to fuck me? And she goes, no, but I'll suck your dick. And he goes, okay. And so they go out <laughs> in the parking lot. And I was like, all right. So let's go see what the other girls do. So I go over to the bar and I go, hey, how you doing? She goes, no, I'm just waiting for my friends to get done so I can go suck his dick too. Oh, I was my like, God. Oh, my God. It's good to be the king. It's good, good to be the king. <laughs> You're like, and I realize now I am but the jester. <laughs> I am just number two. Ron Jeremy's number two. 
It's, he, <laughs> hey, it's I'm friends with Pendulette from Penn and Teller, and he said before he, uh, you know, he's hung out. He's friends with Ron Jeremy. They, uh, you know, they've hung out quite a bit. And he's like, I have been, you know, I've been hanging out with with beautiful women, with models, with some world famous, you know, some of the women that that you'd expect men will drop everything for. Doesn't matter who I've been out with. I think Ron Jeremy is the most famous person on the he planet because is. people will will pass by anyone else, cut through a crowd to go and talk to Mr. Jeremy. And that amazes me that it's apparently just he who holds the dick holds the power. That is crazy. Uh, same thing happens to me, but not the world level that it happens to him. So we got off the plane to New Zealand, finally from America. Right. And I love to fuck with Ron. I fuck with Ron every chance I get. And so we get off the plane, As and, you should. and there's a place, a whole bunch of people are waiting for people to get on, get off the plane and stuff like that. And there's a bunch of Japanese tourists over here, right? So I turn around, I go, "Oh my fucking god, it's Ron Jeremy!" And he looks up at me like, "What?" And I go, "Hey everyone, it's Ron Jeremy!" I'm like literally, like, "Look at Ron Jeremy!" And I pick it up because I had the, the digital camera at the time before the iPhones were really that good, right? Click, click, snapping the flash, like he's like. You son of a bitch. <laughs> and so he's just mocked. He couldn't even get through there. So I went back and I, I got all my bags and got my stuff. We're outside having coffee and the girls are smoking cigarettes because they've been on a plane for a long time. They couldn't smoke. And we're all just kind of hanging out, relaxing, waiting for Ron to be done, get through the crowd. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> now, I don't understand why is Ron so famous, but you're not like as mainstream known and I want you to be. That I don't know. They, uh, Did he actually suck his own dick or is that just a dirty rumor? No, no, no. I actually talked to people that said they witnessed it. I got inducted into the Hall of Fame and all the people that were there, the ones who were still alive, were telling me about the Ron Jeremy story that he actually, yeah. I mean, he could get the head of it in. I mean, he's like, it's not like you get yourself a really like, a proper blowjob. Right. You know, when I told people that I was having you on today, my friend Michelle was so thrilled because she the number of times I've mentioned you and she's been like, I love him so much. So, you know, I have friends who I never expected to have favorite porn stars who love you. So it's weird to me that you with your acting skill and the amount of joy you have brought us are second potato the guy, to the guy who uh, put his mouth on his dick. But, you know, I do not make the rules. <laughs> yeah, but I wasn't accused of sexual misconduct, so. I'm number one. I'm number one through attrition. This is this is very true. So you did come out ahead. I do like that. No one, no one's angry at you. There has not been an accusation. There's not. There's actually no one that you can find that would have had a bad business deal with me, ever. We have heard nothing but good stories, which makes us very happy. We met you, and it was funny because we had said, "Man, what are we going to do if we meet Evan Stone?" Because we're, you know, we're fans. We've heard he's groovy, but like, you know, it's it's always a little nerve wracking when you meet someone who you just work, you know, looked at so much of their work. And we saw you, and it was just fuck it. It's been a great weekend. It's been so everyone's been so groovy. We just walked up and we're like, "Hey, we really dug your work with a yellow dick in the Simpsons parody," and you were just so nice. You were so, and we were so grateful for that. Like, you were so wonderful at the AVN. So, anyways, the Simpsons parody. How what was, it, what was it like to fuck with a yellow dick? Well, we watched the girl. I think the girl-girl thing was the first thing. And we watched them to see what was going on and realized that yeah. you had to do, like, the stuff without a lot of contact. You know, had to do, like, you know, like you're actually reaching around them, but don't actually reach around and grab them. Just move that arm back there just to get it out of the camera way. It looks like you're doing shit, right? And that that oh, was man. the difficult thing. And we couldn't do is We tried to lose uh, lube. But it would uh, with the, with the fat with the makeup. It, yeah, it just it just turned into oh, wow. some kind of like this tacky mess. And Ooh. so you know, we, <laughs> we just had to go with all natural juices, and it seemed to work out great. I mean, everyone's was uh, really moist. 
We were quite impressed with how that one worked. And it was funny. The, uh, we watched that episode with a former Simpsons animator, and she was quite impressed with your work as well. Oh, oh gosh. So, Thank you very much. With the staying in character. We were all, it's, that was one of our favorites. Well, that's, the whole, that's the whole thing. We mostly just cared about, like, how yellow can the yellow dick stay throughout the sex? We saw a little bit of the yellow stick coming off on the tongue, but you know what? We'll forgive it. This once. Exactly. Yeah, the saliva did a good job of taking stuff off. Yeah. So here's my question. How long did it actually take to take off? Yeah. Days. Oh. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. It took, it took did days. you just look like you had like jaundice for a few days? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, the next well, I, I went uh, oh my God. that night. I went, I went home, showered and stuff like that, you know, exhausted, went to bed and woke up and still looked yellow. Okay, no problem. So I take another shower. Oh, why am I still there? Yellow, right? Because, you know, whatever. I let it sit in all the night oh. or whatever. So I went to the hot tub and I thought maybe I could boil some away. And that didn't work. And so it was like the third day of like scrubbing, going through. Uh, it was nice because I went out. I needed new loofahs anyway. So I went out, got some new loofahs, some nice long ones with the stick and, you know, scratch your back and stuff. Because like every time I thought I have it all, it'd be like here More. or here or by my butthole. I'm picturing it like in the butthole and I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm perplexed and slightly turned on. <laughs> Does it taste like lemon? <laughs> You know what? As long as it's not blue, because you you lucked out. You didn't do the Avatar porn, you know? Yes, we did. Wait, you were in the Avatar one? I was. Have we watched? Oh, fuck. I was the general. We haven't watched it yet, so. Just to update, I took a brief medical hiatus from the podcast, so I'm not sure if there were things that were watched while I was gone, so I didn't know if she'd okay. seen it. I have not watched oh, it, but we watching. Fuck. We are watching the Avatar porn. Just after I cut my hair. So did the yellow take longer than the blue to come I off? wasn't blue. I played the general. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay. Right. My hair was already cut short for Star Trek. That's the totally the parts I could play. And oh, so they yeah. go like, that makes well, it's sense. already short. Can we buzz cut it, buzz cut it, and then give you some lines here? I go, yep. Zip, 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 zip. <laughs> Sorry, I was just contemplating you with a buzz cut, and I'm going to have to masturbate oh, again I, I look, later. I've Sorry. Head. I've got a good looking head. It looks, it looks good, uh, short hair too, but in between, it's kind of monkey. That happens. It's right now, I, I think everyone's kind of uh, dealing with their in between hair state right now. <laughs> If you cut your hair again, can you do a bowl cut? <laughs> I want to see a Dumb and Dumber parody porn. I will not rest until this happens. It would have to be myself and Tommy. Right? Is there anyone else? No one. No, I'm sure no, they've already small. done it. They must have. I'm sure Tommy's already done it. Yeah. Ju- just, I haven't seen it. I feel like, you know, just because someone else has done it doesn't mean... You- there are like six Game of Thrones parodies. <sighs> Did you see me doing the... My Game of Thrones character? We saw only uh, Storm of Kings. That's it so far. Yeah. So we haven't watched Game of yeah. Bones or Game of Bones 2 Winter is Coming. We were disappointed with uh, Storm of Kings, I must say. It was oh. it was fun to review because we had fun with the person we were reviewing it with, but like at continuity issues. It just it felt like they were like, let's just get these characters to bang. But then again, as was season eight of Game of Thrones, it was disappointing. <laughs> so, you know, can't really complain that much given how bad season eight was. Who was the little person in Game of Thrones? You, you mean in the actor? Tyrone Lannister. Yeah, that's who I played. They were like, we don't know how you're going to do it, but just kind of make it happen. I go, no problem. I got this. So I go to oh a used sports uh, store and I get catcher's pads, right? To come over your knee, go way down your shin. Oh my God. Then I went out and bought a brand new pair of leather boots, cut them down the side, just cut the side right off. Boom, all the way down to the heel. Then I took wire and I take the wire and I put them onto the things so I could strap them on so I could walk on my knees, right? With the boots sticking out there. So it looked like, uh, 
Oh God, what was that after a long time ago? If you would like to send us hate mail for the fact that somebody who is not a little person played a little person, info at two girls, one mic. They, 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 <laughs> they, they should have done it. But And so I literally walked on like this. They shot me from the front, walked over, right? Got my wine, climbed up in bed with the girl I was working with. And they're like, how are you going to do this? I go, watch this. And so for Doggy, I'm actually standing on the side of the bed with my, my feet are like standing right there. And it looks like I'm holding on to oh her and I'm just God. doing it like this. And That's then we did, amazing. We did cowgirl and the bed's like this and my feet are over the, the end of it. And so my little, my little the fake boots are right there and she's literally on top of it. You've given us our next like three things we're reviewing just because I want to see fake little person <laughs> porn uh, for the physics of it. Okay. For the <laughs> physics. It would have been impossible had not the director been on top of it to shoot it correctly. And they did. I mean, it looks amazing. You couldn't tell the difference. I mean, look, the alternate option was they made an Evan Stone clone and they cut the legs off and they re-sewn them. So I, I don't know. I mean, that seemed just too expensive. You know, they didn't quite have the budget from Pirates. You know what? I'm thinking, I'll have to look at my notes because I take notes on all the big movies I do that I'm pretty sure I wasn't even supposed to be on this movie. I think they called me and wanted me to do this. And I had like the next day to be there because the person they hired they couldn't get a hold of him. Oh I love God. how they, they can't find the right actor. So they're like, fuck it. Evan will do it. I'm, I'm the, the fallback. <laughs> Evan is a stunt dick. He can do anything. You know, I have to wonder, has any director ever said, fuck, we can't get the girl in. Uh, is Evan available? <laughs> when that, when that day happens. I had a director happens. say, it, it doesn't matter what she, I don't care. I go, what do you want me to wear for wardrobe? I'm just, I don't give a fuck what you wear. Wear whatever you fucking want. So I showed up in a $600 monkey suit. Gorilla suit <laughs> with a working face mask and everything. We would review that porn. Yeah. Actually, Natalia would have to do it because she's our primate expert. So we've talked about some good experiences. What's the worst experience you've ever had? Because there has to be a few. Oh, of course. Uh, I was working with Tara Patrick. We were on the black coral sands of Hawaii. And uh, I rode up in an Andalusian horse with my linen pants, all wet from the surf, you know, uh, clutching to my hard cock. And I walked across the beach to her and she's rolling in the sand, the black sand sticking to her body. She rolls over and I'm like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. And we're like, yeah. And then I go down on her. I'm like, ah, that's a little salty with some, uh, like some, some uh, sand. It's like, yeah, oh, right, no. so, you know, we'll just work on, we're, we're trying to keep that stuff from getting inside of her. And we'll just lick her on the top, nah, 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 nah. you know, and I'm, and I can't, then I went like this. I rubbed my hand over her breast and just grinding the sand in. This is coral sand, right? And she's like, ah. And I was like, okay, okay I got water. Ah, water cascading. Ah, great. So sexy. We're all set. She lays back. Yeah. Someone's getting an infection out of this, aren't they? Grab my dick, shove that thing in there. And man, it was just horrid. It was just like, just, just like grinding oh. salt, salt. If you took a sandpaper, just rolled it on a stick and just like jabbed it in there. I have bacterial vaginosis by proxy from listening to this. My God. So they were like, oh, oh it's so beautiful. And it's so sexy. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm dying. I go, just, we, if we stop, <laughs> we're going to have to start over again. We can stop and just stop and not do this. And, and, and she's like, uh, no, let's just keep going. And uh, we stopped. We told the director what was happening. He's like, okay, well, you guys got to decide if you want to continue. It's up to you. And I would love to have guys. This is really beautiful. And we were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be an award winner. We'll do this. And so we're like, yeah, we get back in there. Ah, ah. Oh, Meanwhile, man. the surf is coming in, right? And behind, we have a camera, digital, digi beta, and the cameraman's standing right here. And behind him is the PA, and he's got a big silk, right? Reflector silk. He's got it open. And he's blocking the waves from hitting the cameraman and the camera thing. All of a sudden, this wave comes out of nowhere, like between these big things of like uh, black 
coral, right? This is just beautiful. Wave comes out of nowhere, hits the assistant camera guy. Wave comes over the top, hits the camera guy. He goes down. The camera goes down in the water, right? Splash, right? We're like, oh, we're no. in Hawaii. We're like, and this is like, we only have, we have two cameras. The other camera's on a different location right now. And we're like, ah, and then the water hits me and it hits her and just explodes. She rolls over that way and I roll over this way. And she's just laughing. I'm like, is everybody okay? She's like, ah. And, and so, oh my God. Uh, just then the other, the other crew just showed up. They just, they just showed up. They were already done their stuff because they started early in the morning because we couldn't find a spot that was secret enough because we're guerrilla shooting just to shoot, right? It took us a while yeah. to find it. So they come over, they have the other camera and we're able to finish the scene. But that was probably the worst scene ever. But the camera guy was up all night. He was trying to dry the camera out, took the camera completely apart. Aww. I mean, in his, in his room, this camera was, must have been a thousand pieces. Everyone was out. And they, they couldn't oh, fix it. Oh, he did not have enough rice for that. <laughs> it was amazing. Jake oh Jacob, that's God. the camera guy. That's the same camera guy when we were in in Hawaii again for a different company. And he's got the camera, another DigiBeta. And we're on a sailboat. And he's walking downstairs. And he's got the camera. And all of a sudden, the, the stairs break. And he falls down sideways. But he saves the camera. He holds the camera up. And he breaks two ribs here. What? And so they took him to the hospital. <laughs> he broke two ribs. And he continued to shoot the rest of the weekend. With the broken ribs. With the broken ribs. They, they couldn't do anything. They oh. taped him up. And, you know, we'd have to we'd help him. We'd put the camera up on his shoulder, you know. Uh, but it was motivational. I mean, you, you didn't want to, like, have sex just for fun. You wanted to get it done so this poor guy could set the damn camera down. And sometimes in budgeting, all you can afford is scotch tape to tape up some broken ribs. Right? Well, we, yeah, we used, uh, we used duct tape made from real ducks. Fair. <laughs> I, I have used duct tape to keep a shoulder in place before. That shit works. Don't recommend it. Go to a doctor. <laughs> don't don't in, drink in a, duct tape. <laughs> not yet. We're not that desperate yet. So that said, we talked a little bit about, I mean, how these guys, a lot of the male talent have it a lot easier, relatively speaking to when you started, uh, you know, way back when. What would you say for male talent who wants to get in? I mean... Any advice? I mean, let me put it this way. It seems like right now in the digital age we are in, it seems like porn, shooting porn, anyone can almost do it. Well, yeah. I mean, because of the, the theft of porn of overseas servers, you know, they steal the content of these half a million dollar, million dollar movies, right? Yeah. And so you can't make your money back from the movie. So you, now you're shooting movies for $30,000 because then you make your money back. So with $30,000 budget, you don't have a two-day shoot. You have a one-day shoot or, or anything over a two-day shoot. You have a one-day shoot or a two-day shoot, and you've got to get all your storyline, all your sex scenes in, get all your talent paid and everything. And so, I mean, it's just not there. It's, it's going to be a, a point either when technology catches up to us and we're able to be copyright protected because obviously the government's not going to yeah. help us. Or uh, there'd just be such a great demand from the public for something a little bit better than what they're getting. Yeah, I mean, quick question. Out of curiosity, um, I haven't looked into copyright protection for porn. I mean, obviously, the content does belong to you and or the studio where it's shot at. But how hard is it to protect it? Because it seems like it's almost impossible. Is it possible at all? Well, I've done the same thing. Mike, you know, you send them cease and desist orders if they're taking your steal and your content. And usually they abide by that. And if they don't, then you send mm -hmm. them another letter and you spend a lot of money. You know, like the $2,000 every time I talk to my attorney to open a file. and so. Like I said, it's, it's the stuff that's going to happen. So like until that yeah. technology and stuff catch, catches up, it's not going to be there. So you got new people that are coming out and it's also reflective in like everyone's pay. I, what I get paid now, well, and still what I get paid, what I get paid back then, it's like these guys are making nothing, right? And yeah. it's, it's almost impossible to make a career just out of being a male porn star now. 
because there's just not that much work and there's a lot of people out there. So, I mean, people asked me years and years ago where I thought the, this was going, where I thought porn was going. I thought it was going to like New York style with live sex on stage, people coming into the theater and watching everybody bang, right? But I didn't see the technology to go to the home broadcast. After the COVID is all over, I am all in support of live sex shows on stage. That is what I want. I want people to celebrate being able to feel happy about being able to have open contact again to the point where people are like, yeah, who's performing tonight? Who's banging? I want to I want to know what positions they're planning on doing. Like, that's what I want us to get to. When I was in Barcelona um, last year, I actually found stumbled upon a theater where they do live sex shows. I think it was around 70 or $80 per person to go in for the live sex show. And I was with some coworkers at the time, so they couldn't justify it. It was unfortunate. So we ended up going to uh, an escort house instead. Makes total sense, which is way, way less, um, you know, tawdry. Yeah. I mean, it cost a little more, but I mean, then they got their dick sucked off. So, I mean, instead of just watching it. What did you get sucked off? Oh, actually, so I I didn't. Okay. I'm not kidding when I say this. I paid for a sex worker just to talk to her and interview her for 30 minutes. That's it. And it's on Patreon.com. Yeah. Talk to her. Talk. Look, it's all recorded. It's Look, if I can hold a straight interview without moaning, it's on my Patreon. Look, if I'm in Amsterdam and I can pay for a sex worker, I'm hoping she licks, she eats pussy. That's I, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to pay her to do her job because, God damn it, I think that's the thing one should do, at least once in their life. Don't stop licking when you're listening to the question. You stop licking when you answer the question. <laughs> I'm genuinely curious what laws there are in place that have actually prevented live sex shows. Because if anything, you live in Vegas. I'm curious why Vegas doesn't have live sex shows. Because there, are, I know parts of Nevada where you can obviously pay there because there are brothels. What's the difference between paying for sex and paying to watch sex? If you are a lawyer listening to the show, info at twogirlsonmike.com. We need to know. Before I go to jail. <laughs> 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 if Evan Stone does a performance versus if we pay for to watch his movie, why can't we just watch a live thing? Or if Evan Stone does become mayor of Vegas, will that be your first thing that you make legal is just live sex shows? Is that like day one? And here's my question. Why are you not going to use a pseudonym for running for politics? Because once you leave, I mean, you don't want to sell your name from running in politics. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you're working in the very clean field of pornography right now. And you're entering this horribly tawdry field of politics right now, young man. Do you know what you're doing to your good name of Evan Stone, you fucker? <laughs> Well, like make up a fake name like a Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What do you mean, Evan Stone, <laughs> Dilla Soul? Are <laughs> <laughs> oh, you yeah, Evan Stone, the porn star? No, I am Evan Stone, Dilla Soul. You stole my vote. Prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> you could just choose an assumed name like Anthony Weiner. <laughs> You want to go in hard. Anthony Weiner with the Weiner pictures. I mean, more than a coincidence, right? Am I the only one that sees this? It's totally the deep state planting it, man. <laughs> we actually had Sydney Leathers on the show to talk about that. She got canceled before canceling was a thing for not fucking someone. Wow. All they ever did was send back and forth text messages. And she was canceled for that when she was 23 years old. Wow, my policy is always just fuck everybody until you get fired. Yeah, exactly. Like, I figure I want to have sex with everyone. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get there eventually. Evan, Evan that, that's a sign from a vet. <laughs> <laughs> hint, hint. 
Alice, you're. I'm getting. She to said you. everyone. Alice, I'm working on you too. Well, they won't they. Well, they won't. Well, they won't they. <laughs> Tune in next week on the adventures of Yvette and Alice, and will they won't they fuck. If we ever fuck, we want you to direct the porn or at least be involved in it. Oh, I'll direct it. Why haven't you become a director? Well, I have done. I've done. I directed it. I executive produced my own stuff that I directed just so I could see the vision that I wanted to see. It's a lot of work. I mean, it's a it's a lot of work, and you know, it's not as much fun as being the actor. Now, so as, as an actor, Very a lot true. of times the director will tell you to play a part, and you don't want to play it that way. But he's a director, and you got to play it that way. Yeah. When we did um, another one from Jonathan Morgan, we did Hercules. And I was going to play it like way, way over. And everybody loved it, right? That saw it. But Jonathan's like, nope, you need to pull that back. You know, you're, you're stealing the, the, from everybody else. And I was like, well, fuck them. They need to work harder. Don't make me ham it down. Make them ham it up. <laughs> right. Ham it down. What is that character in Hercules, uh, the god Pan, uh, the one that teaches Hercules how to be Hercules, a god, how to fight? I know that the internet really wanted for the live action film no one else except Danny DeVito to play it. Like some people were like, oh, maybe Josh Gad, even Josh Gad's like, no, fuck that Danny DeVito. I mean, look, I don't know about the porn parody version, but did you guys get Danny DeVito? I want Danny DeVito in the porn parody. Why hasn't he been contacted? I'm... What like, is I'm he sure. doing right now, anyway? If he's not doing right. a porn parody, I think he's at the porn parody stage of his career. I feel like there's a handful of people where it's like, if they just went the porn parody route, everybody would expect it. Right? Yeah, everyone would be like, it's the apocalypse. They're, you know what? They're bored too. They're fine. Like, it's, I could see from non-porn guests we've had on the show, you know who I think is the most likely to eventually not act in one, but land in a porn parody? Tom Arnold. <laughs> he will eventually be like a non-banging role in a porn parody. He'll just show up in one, say two lines and leave. You tell Tom that if he wants that career change, uh, give me a call. We could do that. I could text him right now. <laughs> it's I'd be like, hey, you want to be in a porno, man? He will, he will absolutely say yes, almost assuredly. Yeah. He'll just need to lie on his model release about what date we actually shot it, but or we can wait two weeks. <laughs> TGOM audience, if Tom Arnold is in a porn, you're hearing it here first. We made this happen. Oh, yeah. He's going to be very excited when he gets this text message. Tell me what you like, Tom. You like cheerleaders, dirty cheerleaders, clean cheerleaders? But he's told us on the podcast he, he likes Bush. Bush. He, like, as he, he was very adamant. When I watch porn, I like to see Bush. He likes him hairy. Uh, Bush is back. Bush came back. He also likes uh, bigger women. As he as he said, we, we went to dinner at his house. He said he'd just gone to uh, Biloxi, Mississippi uh, to do can- uh, stand up. He said, you know, it's no secret. I famously like bigger women. I should just go and do more stand up in the deep south. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Tom. <laughs> but yeah, um, he does like them thick and with some bush. So, you know, there is porn out there for Tom Arnold. There is porn out there for all of us. And that is part of the thing that we love about this universe is there is there is a lot of variety. Here's my question. What should come back? What hasn't come back that should come back? Uh, for a while, we did uh, we did a bunch of horror movies. And then we did a bunch of Western movies. And then we did a bunch of like uh, parodies of like classic movies. And then we went back to Westerns again. It was great because, uh, you know, I could, I could ride a horse. I used to work at Medieval Times. Nice. And uh, uh, that was a great job, too. Wait, in New Jersey? No, no, in Dallas. Oh, okay. As a former horse girl, I, I appreciate this. 
Oh my God. Oh my God. You're a horse girl. Look, I had to shovel shit to pay for my horseback riding lessons. Like we were both theater. I was a double major in chemistry and theater. So we were both theater majors. Uh, and I was also a horse girl. I feel a kinship here. I enjoy it. I appreciate this. We had 13 to 20 horses ever since I was 12 years old until I finally oh, left wow. at 18 that I had to take care of. But they're American quarter horses. And then to work at, I went to medieval times and there were the Andalusian stallions, which is like a, it's a oh war God. horse, right? And it was much yeah. bigger than a, the quarter horse. And uh, so I walked in and I was already given the heads up on how to get a job there. They go, walk in there, tell me you want a job as a squire until you learn everything about being, before being a knight, you want to be a squire. And I said, that makes sense. You walk in there, hey, I want to be a knight. Yeah, you know, because the squire, you got to learn the show and everything yeah. like that. You have to get the weapons and, you know, you're yeah. a real squire in this show. So I walk in there and, and I see the, the guys, two guys walking in the Korean and they say, go talk to him. So I go downstairs and I go, this guy's uh, name was Caesar. And I go, hey, man, uh, who do I talk to about uh, getting a job as a squire? Because work with horses? Yeah, it's all the same thing I bought growing up with horses. Like, yeah. I said, okay, see that? That's my horse right there. And I was like, yeah, hop in it, ride down there and come back. No problem. Jumped off the wall, jumped on the horse, boom, took off. Now, this horse was so fast, right? And uh, I, I had lost the reins. I was off the back oh, of the horse shit. sitting on his ass. But because oh, I God. was like... I was going away from the uh, where Caesar was. He couldn't see that I was off the saddle. And I'm reaching for the reins going, what the fuck? And right up here is this concrete wall. Now, it's like almost a full football stadium for these horses to do the oh jousting. And he was gone. And I was like, oh, my God. And he's I was like, this horse is going to stop. I'm going to smash into this wall. Boom, the horse stopped. Horse stopped. Like, he stopped with his hoofs like this. And then he brought himself back up. So I pushed myself back into the saddle, found the reins. Horse turned around on its back legs, spun around like this, and went back. And then saw his dad and went, boom, right back to him. Boom, I jumped off the side and I jumped off the horse because I'd seen them jump off the horse before. And the sand is like this deep. And it was an easy jump. Boom, just jumped off the horse. He says, great, you're my squire. Oh uh, my two, two weeks later, I was oh the evil God. green knight. And wow. that was the coolest thing. You would sit on the horse and the horse would hear the music cues and it would just move to this next location. It just Horses were so smart. Does. Oh, and, yeah. and, the, and the stables were immaculate. It was oh just a beautiful God. operation. And the hawk guy, we had a hawk that would fly around and he's the only one I would trust with him with his hawk and so he yeah. put the hawk on my arm we take the hood off and you ride out there like this and i would sit there with this big heavy bird on my arm like and then finally he'd make the signal and the thing took off and the wind would just like hey sorry to inter I, i'd say sorry to interrupt but it's what i do best do you have a biography because i would i, I would devour <laughs> that like you have had like it's I, I love it when people have had like six different little lives you know within what like you've, you've done a, a lot of fun uh different jobs you feel like you, it feels like you know someone hands you a random thing like yeah i have relevant experience to this and i i love that that's just it's so much fun you worked in medieval times that's delightful i had to quit because i got i got messed up so I kept winning the joust because this is before they passed all the rules and they did, really they did that was because of me. You'd have a metal <laughs> rod that was about this Oops. long and then it was a wooden dowel that went out that was like sharpened almost to a point, right? And there were little cuts in it. And so when it hits the other guy's shield, it would disintegrate. And then when your metal part hit the shield, it would knock them off the horse, right? Mm -hmm. But I was a big guy. These other guys weren't so weren't, weren't as big as I was. And so I would sit on the front, but they told you sit in the saddle, lock your shields, lock it in place and everybody will be fine. No one gets hurt. No problem. I would sit a little bit farther and I would push that lance out farther. So I'm hitting this guy's shield like this much farther before he hit me. And I was pounding the guys off the horses to the point where no one wanted to joust me anymore. And then Caesar says, all right, you know, I want you to let the, what's his name win tonight. And everyone's like, ooh, you got to let somebody else win. I was like, okay, no problem. Bam, blew him off the horse. 
Caesar comes back and says, all right, you're going to joust me tomorrow. Wait a minute. Speaking of fake fights, I remember one of our patrons that wanted me to ask you about your wrestling career. <laughs> there was a wrestling. Uh, My God, what haven't you done? <laughs> oh, this was a uh, sportatorium. Chris Adams trained me. I was with the Von Erickson some other guy. Oh my god! Uh, it was it was fun. It was a, it was a good job. It's a lot of work. It's really really physical. People say you know it's all fake, but it's nothing fake about a guy jumping forty foot off a platform and smashing into on the ground, right? That's all real. Uh, what made it really fun was the kids. I mean, the kids thought you were like a hero. They were like, yeah, no matter which part you were playing, they're like, yeah. And it was just it was nice. just a blast, right? And those people were really cool. They're all they're they're all thespians. Uh, they're all professional athletes. You know, yeah. everybody drinks a little bit too much, but hey. The problem was with that is one of the guys, you're working with new guys and they want, they really want to start. They want to play in all the things like that. And they get over anxious and they give you a bad toss or it hurts you, you know? And I, one time I took a bad fall and it really hurt my neck. And I was like, man, I, I could have just been a quadriplegic from this point out. Could have been it for me. I was like, all uh, right. So I got up and I beat the hell out of that guy. And then, and then I was done. I was done with that. I walked away from that. I just realized that porn and wrestling have so much in common. And, and I didn't, uh, I hadn't put that together until just, now I had sex with the poor girl that killed herself. The wrestling girl that did her porn. Oh, uh, China. China. Yeah, China. Yeah. Now, before or after she killed herself? Well, before. <laughs> yeah. So, sorry, just I could uh, I didn't know uh, where she's buried. But I mean, if you had that opportunity, though, she's probably very well preserved. Oh yeah, she's, she's gorgeous. So I did two movies with her. The first wrestling one. One was actually in a wrestling ring, right? And we, there was like six guys. It was supposed to be a gangbang, and every, we were supposed to be in the ring. We're supposed to wrestle her. Then she takes turns fucking us, and we all fuck her. But she was like, no one else knew how to wrestle. And she was fucking these guys up, right? She's pulling them down. It's like, just fuck me, you <laughs> fucking little pussy. Just fuck me. And they, these Did guys turn got you all on? scared. Like, these guys, no, no. Because I, I got her down. I was holding her in a half uh, arm bar. And she starts nice. rolling me around, tries to leg lock me. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? She got, just fuck me and wrestle me. I was like, okay, boom. So I locked her up, right? And I was just like fucking her. And I was like, okay, I got her. So everybody else can come in. No guys would come in. They were all sitting at the edge of the ring. They were like, <laughs> Oh my god! Like, was it a turn on to have a woman who could kind of like wrestle you back a bit? Oh, she was wrestling me back. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, oh, she, damn. Was, yeah she was wrestling because you know, the director's like, "Well, I loosen up a little bit," and she loosened up. Had I not been able to lock her into that that armbar, then uh, there's no way I could have held held her down. Was it kind of a turn on to have a woman who could wrestle you back? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah, like because consensual, whatever the other thing is. <laughs> Nice. So, what's been the biggest turn off for you in porn or outside of it? Let's we'll take with either, we'll take whichever. either way. Just tell us something really fucked up. We'll Even take it. Even someone fucking up their lines. We'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> they can't read. She can't read. She's illiterate. What's that? Was, I cannot. Do that it. was me. I couldn't say one of fucking simple sentence, and it was the end of a fucking paragraph. Or this huge monologue. And I got to the end. It was a dramatic pause, and then the sentence, and I could not fucking say it. And it was just crazy. And every people would be selling it out. I go, yes, I know what it fucking is. I just can't say it. <gasps> oh, and this man. went on for like an hour. <laughs> and finally, we took a break from the lunch, and then we came back. And then the first one, I fucked up, and I was like, I can't fucking believe it. And then like, and then no one said anything. Everybody was like really quiet. Then I just did it again. I managed to get it out. And it was like, it was still could have been better. The director's like, fuck it. We got it. Like once you screw something up like more than twice, like you just get into your head and you get into a loop of fucking up a line over and over again. Yeah, and you're stuff like, was just smoothing on it. And it was like, okay, I'm going to say this stuff. I'm going to say this stuff. Saying, 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 I'm going to say this stuff. Ah. Oh no, it's the worst. 
I remember I had to record something I wrote myself for ABC and it was only like a two minute long video, but I couldn't get past 30 seconds because I kept fucking up my own words. And I'm not kidding when I say I did over 120 takes in one day. And all of them were crap. By the end of it, you're like, is that what I sound like? Is this what words are? What do, what are words? What are sounds? What is the meaning of anything? By the time I nailed it, I showed the video to my partner and he was like, you nailed it, but your eyes are so dead. <laughs> you're like, please carry me to the bathtub and let me sink into it. If you hear gurgling sounds, it's okay. Death has come for me and I want it. It's warmth and bracing. <laughs> Oh, man. Just like Evan Stone. (laughs) I feel like you are just such a wealth of stories and knowledge. And we could go through all of these for many hours. If you could leave people with one story, one like this is the best thing that's ever happened to me in the porniverse, whether it's uh, naked, non-naked, behind the camera, uh, in front of the camera, what's the best fucking thing that has ever happened to you in the porn universe? I wake up early because I always wake up early. I like to get up and the sun comes up before the sun comes up. It's just the farm guy in me. And uh, most everybody was sleeping because they'd be up late at night and Bora Bora party and stuff like that. And so I would get up in the morning and I watch the sun rise and it would come over the ocean. And I'm just sitting there in the water and the stingrays, you could pet them. They were actually just swinging in the water right here next to you. And I've just sat down on the water and I'm drinking this coffee, which is just fucking insanely good. And it, the cream is goat milk. And I'm just sitting there oh. watching the sun come up and I go, fuck, this is just fucking gorgeous. And I got a heart on it and just jacked off right there. <laughs> I love how that story evolves. That was that was beautiful and then pornographic, which I think is Evan Stone. Beautiful and pornographic. Just like <laughs> Are you an imbiber of the of the cannabis? <laughs> no, that was that was me drinking coffee. Oh, okay, gotcha. No, no, That's they sweet. didn't have cannabis back then, but no, that would be Gotcha. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Sorry, my emojis are not very good. I've never actually tried goat milk and coffee. Uh, highly recommended? It was just different. I would not buy it, no. But gotcha. where oh, okay. I was and the particular coffee, which was incredibly strong. But usually I drink coffee all day. I had like three cups of coffee and that was done. I was like, <laughs> Nice. <laughs> they actually used cocaine. Fun fact. Well, good. No wonder. Probably. No wonder no, it took it- me three weeks to rehab when I got back. I don't know what's wrong with me. Why am I shaking? Why is my nose smaller? <laughs> Just want to pick at everything. <laughs> Why do the piles of baby powder look so te- so tempting? <laughs> Evan, uh, so first off, uh, if you want to see the video version of this and all the ways that Evan Stone used his hand and leaned back into his chair. And of course, showed us his giant balls. Right? If you want to see Evan Stone's balls, go to patreon.com slash two girls with Mike or just two girls with Mike.com and hit the support button. Uh, this week, we want to thank Michael Gad, Damian Saunders, Connor Cunningham, Jim the Kiwi Fruit, Stranger in a Strange Land, Jimmy Lee, Bob St. Jacuz, Christina Blankhorn, Corwin, Dave Podner, Brent, Brian Butcher, Timothy Hamilton, James, Jason Prater, John S., Mark Romer, Nail Simpson, and many, many others. Again, if you want to become a patron, patreon.com slash two girls with Mike or twogirlsonmike.com hit the support button but Evan thank you so much for joining us so what is next for you in your life uh, I thought I'd be retired by now but uh, when I started you couldn't have 
siblings in the same movie. You couldn't have dad and daughter in the same movie. And then you could have dad and daughter in the same movie as long as they're having sex with somebody else. And then you could have sex with your daughter, but you had to be your stepdaughter. You had to establish that all the time. Oh, your step pussy feels so step good. Oh, yeah, put your step cut in my step face, old step daddy. Right? And that was straight up, Dad, I'm 18. I like you to fuck in the ass. Well, come to my study and I'll fuck in the ass. She calls oh, you daddy throughout Lord. the whole scene. So, and there's really no, no, no setup. That's pretty, that was the whole setup. That's the whole thing. And so I'm doing a lot of those, a lot of internet companies and stuff. So, yeah. Uh, we lost you for a quick Oh, second. sorry. You, you, you came out and you came in. Okay. Yeah, Big Brother edits me every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> if, you say, if you say you say incest or something like that, but I didn't say incest. Wait, did I just say incest? All of a sudden, Big Brother's going to blink you. <laughs> Considering the U.S. government now has access to our search histories, I mean... Well, you know, it's for your own safety. Because who knows what you could look up, like how to build a bomb, how to make a souffle... Where a penis is supposed to go. How to start in quicksand porn. As a former U.S. government scientist who did explosives research, I have known they've been checking out my shit since 2009. And I'm like, whatever. I just got to be careful what I search to a point. Like, <laughs> ah, ah, have a master's in forensics. I already know how to hide a body. Moving on. Um, <laughs> just, just, to, just, if you ever need to move a body, just call me. We'll be, it'll be, I, it, we're, we're Don't joking. Don't touch it. Call government. me first. Don't touch anything. We're, call me first. Yeah. Call me first. Put on gloves. Get away from the scene. We're, we're joking, government. <laughs> We're joke joking. It's why would someone who's running for mayor of Las Vegas ever need to hide a body? Las Vegas is such a clean city that never has crime. No, no, anyway. you're, you're thinking you're thinking actually the strip itself. The yeah. uh, strip itself, which is in an unincorporated Clark County, Indeed. which is actually Paradise City. Those are the killers. Where I'm running for mayor, I'm not the killer. That's not the killer city. I'm the mayor of Las Vegas. And is that is, there's a mayor of Paradise City. There's actually a mayor of the strip. So gotcha. when the mayor of Vegas said all that stuff about the strip being open. Not really her purview. That's not her deal. Are you running against her? Well, no, she's going to be in office for three more years. And even if they do the petition to remove her, the, the lieutenant mayor takes over for the, the post is still filled. I'm already talking to many people right now that we're going to run for the House or the Senate. And why even wait? I'm not going to make this next election because obviously it's in 21 days or 21 days or 12 days or 10 days or five days. It depends when this is about to be edited. But they're talking to me about, which is a whole different thing, which is a lot more money. And I got to have a political pack and a bunch of other stuff. So we'll see. Gotcha. So if you guys are curious about Evan, uh, Evan Stone's political views and what his uh, platforms are, where can people find that? Uh, wow. I don't know. Facebook, evanstone.com, U.S. Constitution, U.S. Constitution. <laughs> Didn't know if you had a website that was set up for it yet. But, you know, it's we, we love you so much. We're so glad. We're so grateful that we had you on here. If people dig you and want to check that out, uh, go check out all of his socials. Uh, if you guys want to find me, I'm over at uh, Facebook.com slash SciBabe. And uh, I'm over at Instagram and Twitter at the SciBabe, where I'm always sciencey and snarky. Alice, where can people find you and our podcast? Well, when I'm not reading the Constitution where it says, we the people and Evan Stone. Mm. Uh <laughs> we the people with Evan Stone, biblically. Right. Mm. So you guys can find the podcast at all the places on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at TGM Podcast. But of course, tell all of your friends, please leave us a review. And look, your parents know who Evan Stone is. Your children should know who Evan Stone is. Tell them to listen to this episode and tell them to check out Evan Stone's work. But if you want to find me, Alice, find me at Rational Blonde on Twitter. I would say Instagram, but I never post shit on there anyway. Uh, and of course, listen to the fucking show. So you guys will find us next week. And uh, we have like 90 other episodes you can listen to. So catch up on those if you haven't. But we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Suicide crickets. Ah!